Synthaholics. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Hello, Dave. All right. You you may call me David Melange. 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 <laughs> Muadiblange. Muadib. <laughs> Dave, we are on Dune. We are going through chapter 36 and 37, and we are back with Paul and Jessica. And uh, a couple things start happening here. Um with them and the the Fremen that they're embedded with now. They're part of their tribe. Things start changing. The only gay Eskimo in my tribe. <laughs> my tribe. So, um, Stilgar takes the whole tribe, the troop, whatever, the, into their siege. And Paul goes to this new home, into this cave system. And uh, Paul uh, noticed that Chani kind of disappears from him at a certain point and that they're not like she's not around and she's hearing some people like oh poor Johnny poor Johnny and then finally hears the idea that uh, that Liet Dr. Kynes is dead and Johnny is his daughter so he's like whoa I didn't know that man that, uh, that Guido was, is, was your dad you don't yeah. talk like him at all I know. Johnny's like, my father, somebody put a, put him, kill, killed him. He put a mark on him. Oh, no. Gave she's a kiss of death. She's assimilated his, her father now that she knows he's dead. I know, Johnny. Poor Johnny. She's like, uh, uh, what is it? S- uh, Snooky from uh, Jersey Shore. <laughs> you I'll, have to, I'll have to get the Snooky. Uh, accent down. You learn the Snooky accent. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you saw. It. Did you see the Three Stooges movie they made, where Mo oh, Mo hung out with the Jersey Shore and poked Snooky in the eyes? No, yeah. no. I don't think I saw that one. Unfortunately, um, it poorly dates the movie since it puts it in with Jersey Shore. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Paul then. Um, Paul loses track of his mom, Jessica, so he doesn't know where she's at. But then Paul is moved, uh, introduced to Hera, James's wife. And he says, oh, by the way, since you killed James's, now you get his wife and kids. And uh, then Man, that's a pretty thing. sweet He's deal. Like, does, do you be, does Harris become um, her uh, – does Harris become his, his wife now or uh, his servant? And she's like, I'm still young. I'm still young. You could you could still get with me. And Paul's like, ah, servant. And then she flips her shit on him. It's like, I'm still young. I'm still young. <laughs> I'm the youngest <laughs> here. Woo. She's like, ah, Hera, I don't Who, think you're that young anymore. Who's the who's get the hottest wife? I'm gonna have to go and kill that one's husband. Yeah, then so I just claim them. With Fremen Law 
uh, he has Paul has to take care of her and her two sons for at least one year. So Paul, by killing Jameis, all of a sudden got a lot of responsibilities real quick. So. <laughs> Poor Paul. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Hera takes Paul into further into the cave system, into the siege, and is going to show um, Paul to the, where where Jameis and her lived with the two kids. He hasn't even met the kids yet, so. Um, so Hera starts uh, gives uh, Paul like a, a, a tour guide through ever through the everything and. You know, she uh, explains to uh, Paul like these dew collectors and how they are make get, get food and grow plants and stuff like that in the desert, and um, and then she find out that they're they're packing up, they're going to move everything. This um, the Sardaukar are, are are hunting them. They got to get out. This, so the Soul Siege is leaving this cave system, and so they're going to be moving further south. Um, uh, Paul goes to see a school where they're teaching the kids, and so they're going. Um, Paul's like gets to see the kids learn a little bit. It's and like Sparta; they're all like beating each other up. They got Chris and everything. That's right. This is um, Fremen Sparta. So then uh, Hera finally brings them to the quarters, and it's like basically like a bunch of like. Um, canvases and carpets that are all kind of like strewn up just to keep their privacy and then she's sort of like i'm your servant now i can tell take your suit off for you your still suit off from you or anything else you might want to do i'm your servant and paul's like no thank you just give me something to eat are you sure would you like some more milk oh some straight from the tit Ovaltine. <laughs> Thank you. Just give me some food. See if you take a spoonful of Ovaltine in your mouth and suck the boob, then you'll have warm Ovaltine. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So now, you know. So Paul's like, no, just give me some food. And so she's kind of walks out, like, and Paul's like, Jesus, what the hell? She's all this sad. <laughs> so Isn't that pretty um, enough for you, Paul Muadib. the strength of the balls of the penis. Yeah. Your your looks don't give me any strength to the balls of my penis. So everyone looks uh, like shattered mapes. Hey, what's going on? I got prunes on my boobs. My boobs are basically so, prunes. Base of the prunes. So um then who walks in while he's sitting there thinking about the craziness that's gone on and he's thinking about Chani and about her loss of her father cuz you know Paul's totally in love with Chani now. Uh, but the children of Jameis, they walk in and they have their Chris knives. Paul's like, dun, dun, dun. Do I have to kid his kids now? I know. It's pretty weird. So uh, that wraps up that chapter. And then we go into chapter 37. And there we have uh, the Fremen are all gathered in this big uh, uh, gathering wall place. And there's like. Like 5,000 people all staring there and there. So Jessica's there with Stilgar, and Paul shows up with James's sons. We get the names of a, a Caliph and uh, Orlop. And those are the two kids that came in with a Chris knife that he thought, like, I might have to fight these kids because they're pretty fierce. But then he was like, oh, they just came to take me to the uh, to this big function. Yeah, and just, just like those fierce Spartan kids. That's right. 
Uh, Paul then sees Chani, and she's wearing green, so it makes the, this as green as the color of mourning. So she's mourning her death of her father. So, and then uh, an old woman is brought there, and this is the Reverend Mother Ramalo, and uh, she is uh, the uh, the Reverend Mother of the Fremen. So, and. Uh, Paul's like, what's going on here? I hold it your neck, the gumji bar. <laughs> I got your gumji bar here, Paul. So you want to uh, do Stilgar that one again? Of, <laughs> Stilgar kind of like tells Paul to shut up and just uh, listen to what's going on. So the Reverend Mother is is Stilgar has to make the announcement that they're leaving their their uh, their their siege, their, their little place where they're staying. And they have to go to a, find another place to stay down south. And the Reverend Mother's too old to make the journey. So that it says, and it's not good for us not to have our mother. So we have Lady Jessica. She will now be our new Reverend Mother. And she will undergo the right to become the Reverend Mother. And uh, Jessica seems like not certain that she wants to do this all of a sudden. She's like... If I tell Paul, maybe he'll talk me out of it. And then, uh, but before she can even Paul's get not going to do that. You're the enemy now, Jessica. Chani shows up and uh, with this, uh, like, bag of water with, um, like, a little spout on it. And she's just like, and, uh, <laughs> and she's just like, would you like... You know, it's like here, here it is, and she shoves it in her mouth, and just, just, just like pumps the water into her mouth immediately. Like she doesn't even like. She's still like thinking, like I don't know if I want to do this, and all of a sudden, like Chani just like pushes the water into her mouth, <laughs> <laughs> holds her nose, and bends her head back, and just forces it down. You're taking it. Much yeah, and um, Jessica's like, hmm, doesn't taste too good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Chani's like, yeah, I spit in it. What do you expect? <laughs> and Chani, uh, so she gives Jessica the water, and then Jessica is um, all of a sudden thinking about her daughter, unborn daughter in her stomach. It's like, wait, what about her? And he's like, maybe I should have thought this through a little more. Drugs it's are like, but good this- for babies. Got to get them hooked early. Late. It's too late. So... Um, all of a sudden, once uh, she so she drinks the water, it's the, the drug is super potent. This is called the water of life, and uh, it just gets really weird. Like time freezes, and she starts. They start talking like a moat, like a moat of dust. She starts like like fixating on things, like just like a moat. Uh, they says a moat, like and I'm thinking a moat of dust, and it just stands still. And then she starts realizing, like. That she can control, like, how, like, oxygen and carbon go together. Like, really weird stuff. Like, uh, like she can, like, control things all of a sudden. So Her powers are expanding. She sees the place where the Bene Gesserit mothers can't enter, that the only Quizza uh, Hatterac can go to. So she sees that. Um, and then she connects to the Reverend Mother... Uh, Ramalo, uh, she they they start talking like, you know, just through their brains, like through this connection, and uh, she's connecting to all the past like Reverend Mothers now. So this is what's happening. But she realizes it's happening now as well as her daughter and the and the the Reverend Mother uh, Ramalo kind of like admonishes her, says like, "Wait, you never told you you were pregnant." It's like, 
like like it, this could like this could be awful to your kid. He's like, and if it was a, it's good that it's a girl. He says, if it's a boy, the boy would die immediately. You'd be so, still birthing right now. Yeah. So it's like, what are you crazy doing this? So, um, uh, she starts. Jessica tries to chant the 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 Bede Gesserit mantra because uh, her feel she can feel the daughter showing up in her consciousness, and the daughter is uh, scared, is terrified, but she realizes her words mean nothing to the daughter because the daughter doesn't know language, and so Uh-oh. she has to. Has to show, she has to show, uh, like, basically give feelings of love and compassion and care for this uh, daughter's consciousness, but without, you know, giving her words. So that was pretty weird thought, but I, I guess it makes total sense, you know. Yeah, language is a, is a learned ability um, for, for humans. There's so many languages, and we're not innately born, we're, we're born able to understand, but we're not born... With the understanding, so it makes makes sense. Right. Although she is getting all the Bene Gesserit stuff downloaded into her brain, so shouldn't like language be a part of that? I don't know. Well, I think she's coming to realization to all this stuff as time goes on, but it's just it's very quick. And uh, but it's weird how it's like how it's described as she's talking like about motes of dust that she fixates on. And she recognizes, like, well, that's my daughter, and that's the Reverend Mother, and like, it's just really weird how they talk about it. It's odd, odd writing, but I wonder if Frank tri- Herbert was also doing shrooms while he was doing. This. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. <laughs> Something was happening at this point, you know. Um, yeah, I kind of so, write some anyways, more Dune so, today. Here's a bag of shrooms. Blah. Take these. Take the psilocybin. Nom, 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 yeah. Nom. Um, so yeah, so, so she's, she's got to kind of like work all that out. So, um, when Jessica kind of like comes to, um, she has the water of life to be mingled with uh, the rest of the water and given to the people and they'll be, uh, all shared in this blessing. So, uh, the drugs, uh, the drug effect won't be as strong because it's, it's like diluted. Diluted. Yeah. But But, um, everyone's going to get some eye. But everyone's going to get a little bit of uh, drug, a drug of uh, the water of life. Yeah, what and, if, this would be uh, a great time for the Harkonnens to show when everyone's stoned out of their mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, um, and then Jessica realizes that the water of life is created by the vapors of the of a dying sandworm. So there's that, and um, and you know, so she's kind of like coming to. She's like, she she's past the the test of drinking this water. It didn't kill her and she's coming through the other side. So, um, so she is just like going the fear. Be, she's passing through it. Yeah, that's right. She is going to, uh, uh, she is going to be the Reverend mother. So, um, uh, Paul drinks the water of life, the diluted stuff, and then, uh, goes to hang out with Chani and Paul has another vision and he kind of sees himself on this, like this, uh, uh, a tight um, high wire, tight wire, and she and he sees his enemies, uh, and on the other side he sees the Fremen and the Jihad. So, and he kind of breaks down and uh, starts to cry, and Chani's you know wondering why he's crying and is that, he's giving more moisture to the dead again. <laughs> <laughs> Always gotta moisturize them dead corpses, man. 
and then they uh, kind of tell that the uh, he, they both tell each other that they love each other. And so, and that ends these two chapters and ends the uh, the book of Muad'Dib. And we are going to go on to the prophet next. So, um, wow, we've done that. Think? We've done that twice. Where we've we've ended right at the end of the book, didn't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. It works out. Uh, what What do you think of uh, these these last two chapters and what's to come? Just a weird kind of wrap up to to, to the book. It's like uh, it started off a lot more actiony, and then it's had its own kind of rising action, and it's kind of fallen down. Uh, to more exposition and stuff like that, and like the the Bene Gesserit like passing on of like multiple lives is is fascinating, and that it's getting assimilated into the daughter as well, uh, and then it's just like all this like Fremen lifestyle, um, uh, just learning the the customs of the Fremen. I, I wonder how much this comes up in the future books because like you know like I said I'm not super into it so. I'm guessing I'll, I'll, a lot of this is just like a lot of foundation stuff for what is to come. What do you mean, like what, like what's what's put out in the like for uh, the Bene Gesserit? Well, just I mean, like um, like the past life thing, because I um, and then just the the Fremen culture. Like I'm just guessing this is groundwork for the future books, so they can yeah, don't have to explain it as something. much later. You know, you know what I mean? That, that's kind of my, my thought on these chapters. It's kind of like we're we're, we're back into exposition. A lot of exposition. Um, things have been kind ever since Paul and Jessica found the Fremen. We're back into exposition dump territory, where we're just—it's interesting learning more stuff, but not a whole lot's going on. Uh, how about you? What are, what are your thoughts on these two? Yeah, um, just to go along with the Bene Gesserit thing, I, I kind of wonder—is the when you drink the water of life, like you're dialing in all the past reverend mothers of your past right the the fem- feminine side you know if you're Bene Gesserit mm-hmm. and it's like so are you dialing in the spirits of the past or are they embedded into your DNA or are they somehow like an um, like a, a, a collective unconscious that is just floating out there you know to be kind of like jacked into like a net well, I feel like it's almost sort of like a, like Jadzia Dax and the Symbians. Like basically, when the reverend, the two reverend mothers have the water of life together, like when the ones get ready to die, they just pass on all their knowledge and all the stuff. And I guess it's like a, a telepathy dump. Like it's an information dump that we're getting. Like Jessica's basically getting all the memories and stuff just transferred over into, into her, which. Right. I, I'm guessing there's gonna be multiple ways this happens in Dune because Duncan Idaho also gets resurrected with like and has memories of his past self. So I don't know how it works when it's just the same person remembering all of his past lives. But I'm guessing the spice is also involved because it seems, or or the sandworms because you know the spice is made by the sandworms and eating some decay or drink you know some decaying sandworm mixed in some water makes another interesting drug. So I wonder if just people just take bites out of just raw sandworm. What does that do to them? Shiloh. <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, yeah, it just is kind of weird. Um, the other thing is, so obviously we kind of got like what, it, not totally what life like is like in the siege, but we kind of got an idea. Like the first thing we're kind of like told is when they start taking off their still suits, 
just the ripe smell of people. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, stinks. Everyone smells like shit. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're all like, oh, God. Like, mm. what the fuck? You get used to uh, the smell. You get used to it. <laughs> what it's, smells uh, worse, Fremen or Harkonnens? I know, right? And then... um uh that Paul's got to have like these kids and like this uh, this Hera as his servant who keeps on like, oh, don't you find me attractive? And Paul's like fifteen, like, no, you're old and gross, and she's probably only like thirty five. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but to a fifteen year old, you're like a million years old. Yeah, um, pretty much. And then, uh, you know, it's just uh, Jessica going through this thing to become the Reverend Mother. I mean, she basically says like i have to secure a place with them fremen and this is the best way to do it and uh although i'd be putting myself and my unborn daughter at risk i I need to do that this for paul and for us you know so um so i mean you know a bit of a selfless act from uh, jessica that she did but um you know i guess it's the only way that she could have like possibly worked this out so they're in a good standing with the the whole tribe. So, mm-hmm. well, um, I wonder if this yeah. is. I wonder if Paul seeing this is what uh, maybe Paul saw this happen before it happened, and I wonder if this is why he thinks that her his mother is the enemy because they never really explained it. He just like mom is the enemy now. I'm like, hmm. I know they haven't got into that. And that um, Paul, um, uh, it, it's funny because she wonders the same thing at some point. She's like. Does Paul know what's going to happen to me? And then she looks to Paul because she knows he can see in the future. And he's just like staring at Chani. And he's like, that guy's no use to me. <laughs> <laughs> like she's trying to like get like a reaction on his face. Like, is this going to be good or bad? And Paul's like, Chani, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> he's 15. He needs sex. What are you talking about? Give, leave, leave him alone. Well, Harrow's about to give him a little action in the tent there in his little quarters, but he was like, no, old lady. Oh, I'm 37. I'm, I'm not, not old. Old <laughs> woman. I'm not old. Nah. Well, I can still bear children. I'm not old. I know. Ah, it's just weird. So uh, it's funny. There's that was a little bit funny too. I just thought that that uh, Hera's like reaction when he wanted to be, her to be his servant and not his wife, and then also, you know, like her like you're like, would you like me take your skill your still suit off for you, sir? Don't look at my peepee. <laughs> clean, clean your, clean your buttocks. I can no. shave it too with my teeth. Get out of here. Fine. Bye. I'm going. Don't think I won't be back, though. You'll regret it in the morning. When your morning wood doesn't go away on its own. You'll see. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. and um, But, yeah, it's so they're setting up all the pieces. And now, uh, we, I mean, we are really in, like, the last bits of this novel. So now we're going to see how all the all the pieces have been set up and how... All the pieces are now going to, you know, get pushed down with the dominoes, you know. So Yeah. Although, like, so we still haven't gotten to the part in the movie where Paul talks about training them and, you know. It seems like, because right after this, we have the three-year gap. It seems like the training should have been happening in this three-year gap. Or unless they just assume. It happened. 
the the problem is is that in the movie it was weird they took the weirding uh fighting uh and they turned it into a technology instead of uh, fighting because uh, it was like a sound thing that they were doing and it was uh, like a David sound Lynch gun movie. it had nothing to do with like with the weird and the weirding uh fighting uh, that the Bene Gesserits use is like they they move like faster than you can actually realize that they're doing that they're doing this so they're so quick they use the it's speed like force like the flash they're like yeah they're like super ninjas kind of so yeah um, i i wonder i really hope they do it that that way in in the new movie i really hope it's like the super fast with our like you know s- slow mo tech and everything now hopefully they can do it right and it not be so oh, much gun thing yeah for sure yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's going to be cool um so next next week we'll get into uh, the the next book the prophet and the prophet I think we get some Harkonnens next chapter, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think I think that's how we learned it's been three years that passed that Harkonnens talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed these last couple episodes. Um, if you have any further thoughts or anything else that you want to add to uh, our discussion, you can email us at synthaholics at yahoo.com. You can also hit us up on our Facebook page, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash synthaholics. Uh, you can hit us up at Twitter. Our Twitter handle is synthaholic duo. And then if this, uh, this, uh, this podcast is something you enjoy, you want to help support us, you go to our Patreon, Patreon forward slash synthaholics, and you can throw some money there. Um, all right, Dave. Next week, um, we get to see the Baron. Oh, he's going to do some weird stuff because he's the Baron. Nephod! Nephod! Come back, little boy! I know you got a drug problem, Nephod. Don't we all? Everyone in Dune's got a drug problem. Everyone in Dune's got some kind of weird drug problem vice problem. If they don't have a drug problem, that's the problem in Dune. Then you're the weirdo, man. (laughs) Fucking weird. (laughs) Alright, until next week, guys. Let the spice flow all over your body. Mm -mm -mm. Shit our pants, you're the best drinking friend I